You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Giants fans, and welcome to the Valentine's News Podcast. I'm your host, Ed Valentine, editor of BigBlueView.com. If uh, if you're watching on YouTube, please like and subscribe to support our channel. If you're listening, wherever you uh, you listen to podcasts, please subscribe there as well to, to support our content. All right, Giants fans, wanted to uh, get into a few things. Really, really interesting day out at Quest Diagnostics on Thursday for the Giants. In fact, so interesting that this is technically your, your Friday podcast, but I'm posting it for you guys on Thursday night because of some of the, the really interesting things that, that went on Thursday, both during practice and after practice for your New York Giants. Have to start with the with Saquon Barkley lambasting critics of his running style during his uh, session with the media post-practice. And uh, to be honest with you, I'm, I'm patting myself on the back a little bit here because Saquon's rant about uh, being tired of, uh, of people criticizing his running style emanated from a question that yours truly asked during that media scrum, I'll set this up for you uh, after the uh, preseason game on Thursday in which Barkley got a few carries. Head coach Brian Dable was complimentary of Barkley's aggressive running style of his decision making, said that he got downhill. He went north and south. Said you know, he, So he was very happy with Barkley's running style. That obviously is something he's been criticized about in the past. He's been criticized for dancing too much in the hole, for being a little bit hesitant. Whether that's fair or unfair is, is not something I'm going to judge here right now, but that is the narrative that's out there. And about a month or so ago, an article by Jeremy Fowler of ESPN quoted an NFL head coach or not head coach, but an NFL offensive coach as saying, and I'll read part of the quote to you. I'm down on him. He still doesn't know how to play running back enough. He's a bouncer. He wants every run to be a home run. He's going to have to learn that four yard runs in this league are good instead of stopping, cutting it back and losing two yards. So that's the quote. And and when I asked Barkley this question, to be honest with you, not in an accusatory tone, in a fairly innocuous tone, because I wanted his his reaction to, to what Dayball said. And I asked him if he had been making a conscious effort to get north and south, to get downhill. 
to to basically to run more straight ahead. And and he said no. And he went on. He said that that I've been running, you know, since I was eight years old and I know what I'm doing. And, you know, he talked about this being his style. And he said uh, he said he said, I know people will say dancing and this and that you don't get north and south, but I'm not going just going just to run into the middle of my lineman's back. That's not how I play the game. Um, he said, by no means am I the perfect running back. But then uh, the more he talked, the more worked up he got. He said, uh, you know, he said, obviously, he knows there's an impression out there or that people have said he doesn't know what he's doing. He's just dancing back there. Barkley said, I'm really kind of fed up with people who never played the position and try to speak on how to run the football he said, we call them all pros with clickers in their hand. He said, running back is a tough position, but it's easy to be there and watch football and watch on TV or watch film and stop the clip and say he should have made that cut. There's a whole lot more to what Barkley said. Please check out the story that I did on uh, Barkley's remarks at BigBlueView.com. If you uh, if you haven't read it yet, but uh, really interesting that Barkley got uh, got as as fired up as he did about answering that question. You know, a couple times this year he's been uh, he's been very defensive, and, and and to me this was obviously not Saquon Barkley being angry with me for asking that question. This was Barkley grabbing an opportunity basically that my question presented this is obviously something to me anyway that he's been itching to talk about that he's been itching to address he was obviously aware of the criticism that he's received for uh, for being hesitant in the hole over the last couple of years he's obviously aware of the ESPN article and and, and what the anonymous head coach said and I think he took this as an opportunity to hit back at his critics, to get this off his chest, to have his say, and and more or less to tell people to leave him alone. Um, and honestly, I take Barkley's willingness to do that as a good sign. Barkley has had a really good training camp. Honestly, I was impressed by the way that he ran the other night. And I even mentioned at Big Blue View that the fact that I thought he was aggressive, the fact that I thought he got north and south, the fact that he didn't hesitate to hit the hole. Perhaps some of his hesitation to hit the hole the last two years has been health related. I, I, I don't know, but Barkley has seemed much more at ease, much happier, much more comfortable He's been much healthier during this training camp than we've seen him in a while. And I'm optimistic that Barkley will have a really, really good 2022. He also made reference on Thursday to the fact that he does feel more confident than he has in quite a while. Again, making reference to the fact that that he's gotten to train for football this year, not rehab an injury. He said last year, it was simply a weekly battle for him to get his body ready, to get his knee ready, to get, uh, you know, once he injured his ankle, to get his ankle ready 
to play every week. He said he really wasn't practicing. He was just getting his body ready to, to be in the lineup on Sunday. This year he's practicing. He looks healthy. He looks explosive. I think this offense with Brian Dable and Mike Kafka will do a good job at least trying to take advantage of Saquon Barkley's skill sets, get him outside, get him into space, use him as a pass receiver. So really optimistic about Saquon Barkley heading into the 2022 season. But I thought, as I said, I thought it was really, really interesting that Barkley took that question, you know, about going north and south and went at his critics as aggressively as he did. If he goes and runs through holes this year as aggressively as he answered that question, then there's no doubt in my mind that Barkley will have a good 2022 season. The uh, The second topic that I wanted to talk about is Daniel Jones. Jones on Thursday was asked about the small scar which is at the base of his neck, which people have people on uh, social media have been pointing out recently and have been asking about Jones said that he had a non football procedure done that it had nothing to do with the 2021 neck injury that cost him six games. He said he didn't have any, you know, obviously indicating that he didn't have any sort of spinal fusion or, or neck surgery or anything, anything along that line did not want to provide further details. I'm not going to speculate on exactly what he may or may not have had done. Just taking Jones at his word that whatever procedure he had done, he said was not related to last to last season's neck injury. So that is actually good news. And I hope that uh, for everyone out there who was wondering about that, I hope that that, you know, at least clears that up, at least as much as Jones was willing to clear it up. Obviously, uh, you know, the 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 surprising thing of, about all of that is that Jones is a starting quarterback in the NFL, said he had that surgery done early in the offseason, which that might be January, that might be February, but this is now middle to late August. And no one knew about that until now. And considering the uh, the amount of reporters, the amount of social media, the amount of information that, that flies around, it's amazing to me that it took this long f- for that to be discovered. And to be honest, I'm not sure any of the reporters at, at Quest would have asked Jones about this on Thursday had it not surfaced on social media and become such a a major point of curiosity so uh kudos to to those of you out there uh out there in the twitterverse who who brought that up and brought that to uh, to the attention of of reporters like myself and and others who who are out there at the the facility and get a chance to ask those questions uh finally uh, one more thing an injury note in case you you haven't seen it already, Ben Bredesen, who has been functioning at as the Giants' number one center with uh, John Feliciano limited lately, 
has been doing a good job. Bredesen left practice on Thursday with a huge wrap on his right elbow, appeared to, to get injured in an 11-on-11 drill, came off the field, um, spent a long time trying to manipulate that arm with uh, with Ronnie Barnes and other members of the Giants training staff, had players coming up to him and and, and offering him words of encouragement, but was eventually taken into the locker room as I said, with a with a large wrap on his right elbow, it so I mean it didn't look good. It didn't look like something that's going to be an injury where where he'll be back in a couple of days. So we'll get more information from from Brian Dable hopefully on Friday, if not, perhaps at some point into next week. But it looks like that could be another hit to a Giants offensive line that has already seen a rash of injuries so far this summer. Obviously, rookie guard Marcus McKethan out for the season with a torn ACL. Swing tackle Matt Gano, having left the team with a neck injury that, that appears likely to, to end his NFL career. Shane Lemieux being out with a, a toe or foot injury. Jamal Douglas, veteran guard center, not practicing the last few days after suffering an ankle injury in last week's preseason game. A rookie offensive lineman, Joshua Uzudu, hasn't practiced in about a week. Again, I, I think he also may have suffered his injury in the, in the uh, week one preseason game. And obviously, Nick Gates and Matt Pert on the pup list and probably not likely to... Uh, to be ready to help this team at the beginning of the season or perhaps at any time soon. So the hits keep, keep on coming for the giants offensive line depth. We'll cross our fingers and hope that the Bredesen injury is a short term one. Bredesen was making himself really valuable to this team. He was drawing a lot of praise from Brian Dable for his work at both center and guard throughout uh, training camp and in the first preseason game was looking like Bredesen was likely to make this team as a backup at both of those positions guy that the Giants traded for a year ago and, and had a couple of injuries I believe a hand injury and an ankle injury that that really limited him last year and really took away his opportunity to be a productive player on an offensive line that that could have used to uh, talent in any way shape or form that it could have found it but really tough break for Bredesen if this is going to be a long-term injury and uh, another hit to that offensive line GM Joe Shane said the other day that the Giants are open for business heading into uh, the regular season in terms of looking for help on this roster and that just if this is a long-term injury for Bredesen it just furthers the need for the Giants to uh, to scan the waiver wire, to look for trade opportunities, to to find ways to supplement what they have in terms of depth on this offensive line, because uh, right now it, it's really banged up. The Giants are struggling to field two offensive lines during practice, and uh, that's not good. It's going to make uh, – Sunday's exhibition game against the the Cincinnati Bengals interesting because there's just not a lot of offensive linemen available. 
But uh, anyway, Giants fans, those are are the three topics I wanted to hit. Uh, please, uh, as I said at the top of the show, wherever you listen or watch uh, the uh, the show, please like, subscribe, rate, comment, whatever uh, whatever you can do to support uh, to support our work here at Big Blue View. Check us out at BigBlueView.com. Check us out on Instagram at Big underscore Blue underscore View. Follow us on Twitter at Big Blue View. Check us out on Facebook. Check us out on YouTube. Pretty much everywhere you can get information, you can find a Big Blue View platform to help you stay informed about your New York Giants. All right, Giants fans, thank you as always for listening. Please remember to stay safe out there, take care of each other, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. 